any other birthdays in the house coming up real soon? All right, then we're just singing to Tom. Um, as I usually say, God bless you. So when we come to the name, I, just that extra blessing on your birthday. So. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Well, amen. We cannot get enough blessings in our life, can we? All right. Jen Holloway here, and I think it's a wonderful blessing to have a baptism this morning. Well, we actually will have a baptism next Sunday. They are here for another reason this morning, but, you know, to worship and stuff. Um, so the water of the baptism is to remind us that it is baptism of the Lord Sunday. And so as we are gathered here for baptism of the Lord, this is an opportunity for us to explain that when we come forward to communion, we're also going to be remembering our baptism. And since we are having a baptism next Sunday, I am not going to go through all the baptismal vows this week. You will just get to do it again next week. So, so we thought we'd go by that. But it is a blessing, and we do have a baptism to look forward to on the 14th. So this is wonderful. Lord, we ask a prayer over the family and, and the child getting baptized. And right now, my mind is blank on her name. Annie. And so we pray over Annie that next week she will be healthy and whole and be present here for her baptism. Lord, in your mercy. I thought I saw another hand. I'd like prayers for the Deneen family, um, very, very good friends of ours. The good news is he was cleared of cancer, so he's doing well. But she's not, and I think she's kind of in her final days. So prayers for the family. And what's her name? Rachel. Rachel. Lord, we are lifting up the Deneen family. They had some good news with um, one of the members being cleared of cancer, but Rachel is not doing well, Lord. And we know every day she's moving closer to being at her final home with you. And so, Lord, during these days, we ask that you surround the family with your love and mercy and grace. Lord, in your mercy. Uh, Wayne Simmons, um, yesterday we were able to uh, attend a funeral for David Russell. Uh, we've been praying for him for a few times. I know in the month of December, but he passed away in December 24th with his whole family there. But um, just prayers for the whole entire family going through a rough time. We lift up the family of David Russell. We pray that you surround them with your mercy and grace and love. This is a hard time for them, a death coming right before Christmas. It is just going to cause some memories. And Lord, whether they were prepared or not, it comes as a shock and it comes as a void. And so we ask that you fill that for them. Lord, in your mercy. This is Diane Lenhair, and as many of you may know, our son Cole is stationed in South Korea, and we have not seen him for two and a half years, but this Wednesday, he flies in to be home with us for two weeks, 
and then we can celebrate Christmas. Lord, we're so thankful for Cole for serving our country so well, but we're also thankful for him coming back this week. We ask for blessings over the family that they just may celebrate Christmas with the greatest amount of joy possible. Lord, in your mercy. Hi, this is Judy Stevens, and we're here to thank everyone for all the prayers that were offered on Roger's behalf when he went in to have his procedure done. Everything came out wonderfully well. Thank you. Lord, we are so thankful that Roger's test came back well after the procedure he had, and we pray for continued health and wellness for him and for his family. Lord, in your, in your mercy. Gilman, um, prayers for my sister-in-law, Rose. She lost her dad this week um, after she lost her mom last month. So prayers for her whole family. Lord, we lift up Rose and her entire family as they are missing their mom and dad. Losing both in such a short amount of time is especially painful. Surround them with your mercy, grace, and love. Allow them to see hope that lies in you, Lord. Lord, in your mercy. Jan Holloway here with a joy. While COVID-19 and pneumonias worked its way through my brother's families, I have five of them, and my Wisconsin families, no one needed hospitalization, and they are all well. Lord, we're thankful that Jan's family has recovered from all the illnesses that have taken place, including COVID and, and pneumonia. We just pray that you surround them with your love and grace and keep them healthy in the weeks to come. This has been a trying time for all of them, and we know that they are ready for some really good help. Lord, in your mercy. I have a joy today. As I was visiting my parents, my dad had a cough, and as some of you know, my father does have stage four kidney cancer that had spread to his lungs. And so as he had a cough this last weekend, I was concerned about that. It turns out he has a cold and his cancer is still there, but it's staying pretty much the same as what his oncologist said. So full healing, no, but it's staying at bay. So we still have the full presence of my dad with us for now until, you know, the medicine doesn't work anymore and, and Lord has given us um, almost three years right now. So this is a blessing for us after we thought it might be three months. And so every time you see something like that, you want to praise God for that. I saw Amy Pohl, Pohl, is that how I say her last name? At worship on Thursday. And she is doing good, at least she was doing good that night. And what a blessing it was to be able to talk with her and spend some time with her on Thursday evening at worship service. And I just wanted to let you know that she is so grateful for all the prayers that, that the people here have lifted in her way. And so although her health isn't restored 100% or anything like that, her um, attitude is good and, and she is doing the best she can. And so we're thankful for that. Lord, we ask that you lift up Myron Townsend in your, in, in your heart and, and just keep him healthy. We also pray for Amy Pohl and just ask that you continue to bring blessings to her. Allow her to find a way to live 
in the circumstances she is in, in a way that is healthy and wholesome and, and that she has hope every day of her life. Lord, in your mercy. Other joys or concerns today? I was reminded today that it is Don Shaw's heavenly birthday, and so we want to remember his family today because all these milestones are, are difficult when you lose someone you love, and so we pray a prayer over Don's family and just pray that they remember him with so much love and joy in their hearts, all the gifts he had shared with them and all the love he, he shared with so many people leaves a legacy of faith and of hope. And that is something that can never be erased. And Lord, we're thankful for you for inspiring him to leave this legacy for his family. Lord, in your mercy. Any other prayer concerns this morning? Let us pray. Lord Jesus, as we are gathered here today, we are mindful of the waters of baptism. We are mindful that even you went in front of the waters, ducked under and were lifted up. The Holy Spirit appeared, and you heard that you were beloved, and that God was pleased with you. What amazing words to hear in our life as we all who are gathered here through your love, Jesus, our beloved children of God, we long to hear those words. In you, I am well pleased. And so, Lord, we ask in many ways that you let us know how much you love us each and every day from the beginning of time until this very day when we gather together and Remember our baptism, partake in communion, and celebrate with love all of our friends and neighbors who are gathered here. With the community of love today, we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Our scripture reading is from Mark. Yes. Mark 1, chapters 4 through 7, verses 4 through 7. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. And he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The baptism and testing of Jesus. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. And the second one is Acts 19, verses 1 through 7. Paul in Ephesus. 
While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There, he found some disciples and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, No. We have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul asked, Then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is, in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I wanted to start with one of our, our scriptures for today that wasn't listed, just because I love it. <laughs> In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light, and God saw that the light was good. When I heard those words and read the scripture today, I was thinking about how God's love echoes in every part of our life from the beginning to the end. The waters of baptism are especially holy and meaningful, but sometimes we find that holiness every time we encounter water. Some of my favorite trips that I've been on, almost all of them included water. Not just water to drink, but water to see and to hear. I love my trips that I've taken with my girls to Lake Superior. It is a dark, moody lake, and it just seems to have waves and, and cold breezes all year long. No matter how hot it is, you can dip your toe in Lake Superior and realize it is still cold. I have never actually went out there above my knees. Just saying, it is very cold. And I go to visit my daughter, and she lives near Milwaukee and Bayview. When I go there, I see the crystal blue water in the summer of Lake Michigan. And I realize how blessed we are in this northern state that we have water on two sides of our state. That any day we would like, we are only about three hours from this huge lake of fresh water. I don't know if I drink it. My daughter said don't swim in it. The undercurrents are still there. And they're dangerous. But to look at it and to view it is just one of those spiritual moments for me. Water has that effect on me, and it may on some of you too. When I was, I think, 14, and I was trying to remember that year that I was when I was baptized, I um, was baptized in a church. It was the same time as I was getting confirmed. I went to this small church in Canton, Wisconsin, which is outside of Rice Lake. It had, I don't know, maybe 30 people that regularly attended on a good Sunday. It was small. It had no plumbing. When we first started going, 
had no plumbing while I was going there. That was a topic of discussion that my mother was, why does anybody need it? You're only there for an hour. Well, that was easy for her to say. She like lived just down the block from the church. The pastor, on the other hand, was coming from Rice Lake, had drove in the car for half an hour. You never know. But an outside outhouse wasn't exactly ideal. It wasn't great for church suppers either. So, <laughs> yeah, it made it difficult when you had to bring everything in and bring in tubs of water to heat up on the stove and, and make do. But we kept thinking about that water. The fact that the water was missing in that church was such an obvious sign. Before I was called to ministry, I was attending the McKinley Church in the country outside of Cumberland. And they turned their water off during the week because the church wasn't open like we are, because we're open all the time. Their church wasn't open during the week. And so the heat was off, the water was off. And so every first of the month, we had potluck there. The water was back on, but every time we washed dishes, we got our own little mini baptism. As the air went through the pipes and the water exploded in our faces and we just kept washing those dishes, we were done with church and, and so thankful that we were able to eat together. Water is so significant. And every time I've experienced those cases of water, I've experienced love. We lived in the country when I was growing up and we didn't have running water in our house until I was probably... Um, a freshman, I think, eighth grade or a freshman. And so we had a pump outside, and we would pump water, and we'd bring it in, and we'd heat up on the stove and everything. But water was precious. One time our well froze outside. Water is precious. So are neighbors who love you. And so we called one of our neighbors, and we said, our water is out. Can we fill our tanks? because we would have five-gallon jugs in our kitchen that we would fill with water. And so they allowed us to have that water. Water is so important. And so when I hear of these, this time that they went for a baptism of repentance with John, I'm reminded of, of God creating light and a spirit going over the water and saying that it's good. And Jesus getting baptized by John and coming out of the water and God calling him his son, that he loves him. In him he is well pleased. What an amazing epiphany that Jesus heard. I don't know if anybody else around him heard that too. But Jesus did. The heavens were ripped open for him. The spirit descended like a dove. All those images mean so much to us because we are surrounded by images of sky, of birds, even of doves, which sometimes look a lot like pigeons to me, that are frequent and yet beautiful. And we think of them every time I see a bird flying that looks like a dove, and, and trust me, I don't always know the difference. <laughs> I think of that spirit, the Holy Spirit that descended that day on Jesus. Every time I see those God rays that come behind a cloud that's spread out like a fan, I imagine the heavens breaking open and how Jesus felt that presence that day. 
As we read through the scripture, we find that Apollo meets some disciples, or, or Paul, not Apollo. They were Paul. Uh, they were taught by Apollo. Paul met some disciples and asked about their baptism, and they said, "Well, we were baptism in water for the forgiveness of our sins." And he said, "Well, what about the Holy Spirit? We've never heard." Of the Holy Spirit. As I was reading some commentaries, it says that so often our churches aren't really aware of the Holy Spirit. And I thought, well, they're not Platteville because we know about the Holy Spirit. But it's good to be reminded of that Spirit's presence and how important that is. This does not mean that you need a second baptism because when you are baptized in our church, you are baptized in the name of the triune God, in the name of God the Father, in the name of God the Son, in the name of God the Holy Spirit. And I think we basically just say God, Son, and Holy Spirit. But to remember that that is the type of baptism we have. If you were baptized in a Christian church, you were baptized with the Holy Spirit, with God, with Jesus, the three in one, that holy mystery that few of us can find a way to articulate correctly. And if you do, some of us still won't get it. And that's okay. But what we know is that this is important. Because on that day when they were baptized, they were filled with the Holy Spirit so much that they could do amazing things. You know what? We've got the Holy Spirit running in this church swirling around each and every one of us, filling us with his love, dwelling in our hearts. And in this church, we can do amazing things. We had Ruby's Pantry this week. Amazing. A group showed up that I don't even know if they had told us they were coming. They did, okay. And it was so helpful to have these extra people there. I had somebody call up that said he wanted to get five shares and wondered if we could give five or sell five shares to him so he could bring it to other people that he knew. And I thought, what a blessing this is that somebody is thinking about others that are working and couldn't be there and wanted to pick up this extra food for him. The Holy Spirit was moving. The Holy Spirit was moving further in that conversation when he asked about people who help. And I talked about college students and I talked about junior high kids and he said, well, can adults help too? I'm like, by all means, you can help too. He said, can one or two people come and help at Ruby's Pantry? And I said, yes, they can. And I'm like, the Holy Spirit was just moving through this phone conversation. And if the Holy Spirit can move through a phone conversation, how much more can that Holy Spirit move in your life? Lord, every time that we lift your name, every time that we say something about you to somebody else, we are lifting up that love of Jesus that surrounds our life through the Holy Spirit. Every time that we look at water and think of baptism, we are reminded of your Spirit's presence with us. Every time we think of Jesus and share that love with somebody else, we are living the life of Jesus. We are telling people about his love. We are showing him them through our actions and our deeds as well as our words. And some of us are much better at actions and deeds. And some of us are much better with words. I'm the talker. I know that. I still like to do the active things. I like to push a cart. Can you believe that? 
of all the things at Ruby's Pantry, I love pushing the cart, watching it get loaded up in the carts and seeing people leave with the food, happy and smiling as they go most of the time, even if they've been waiting in that parking lot for half an hour. What a blessing that is. So John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. But our baptism, like the baptisms that followed in the early Christian church, are a baptism not only of repentance but of grace, of God's presence in our life, that grace that fills us each and every day. Are we worthy to be called children of God? Because of Jesus Christ and the grace in our life, I'm going to tell you we are worthy. We are worthy to be loved by God. We are worthy to be forgiven of our sins. We are worthy to be told by God, you, I am well pleased. Because of our faith in Jesus Christ and the way we live our lives, we feel the Holy Spirit's presence each and every day. Now this is a week that we remember our baptisms. When we come forward for communion today, we will hear music playing. And we will come forward and we will touch the waters of baptism. And I'm still trying to figure out, I think you'll take communion first. And then come forward to me. And we will remember our baptism vows. We can touch the water. We can remove a stone. We have those, uh, I don't know, they're stones or glass blobs, but they're little glass glass circular things that are in the water and I invite you to reach in to fully immerse at least your hand to bring it out and to remember that yes you have been cleansed by the water of baptism you are clean you are holy you are good and Jesus looks at you and says through me you are God's children this is amazing. To quote words of a song, it's amazing grace. Amen. Let us stand together and we'll sing this spirit song.
You may be seated. Let us join together in our prayer of confession. God, we are so tired. The holidays were a wonderful, busy time as we celebrated the birth of Jesus. As we return to life without festive celebrations, we long to avoid feeling let down or discouraged. Teach us to listen for your gentle voice. Help us awaken to the quiet stirrings of new life in our hearts and in our communities. As your children called into being by your word, remake and renew us that we may follow you with joy. Amen. Hear these words of assurance. You are God's child, God's beloved creation. Receive God's offer of new life and new beginnings. And now not because we have to, but because we are grateful, let us return to God what is ours to share. Let us joyfully offer our time, our treasure, our commitment, our prayers, and our witness. Invite the ushers. All right. Please join me in our offering prayer. God of strength and glory, you created all that is. You continue to sustain the world with the power of your love. You give us life and hope. And with grateful hearts, we bring these gifts to you. May they bring forth your realm of peace for all peoples. Amen. 
You may be seated. Left you hanging. All who hunger for love come to the bread of life. All who thirst for the cup of blessing come to the table of grace. All who need mercy and grace come to the Lamb of God. Here all find a home. In our church, the United Methodist Church, we look at this table and say this is the Lord's table. It doesn't belong to us or to anyone. It is God's through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so everyone is welcome to participate in communion here. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread. He gave thanks to you. He broke the bread and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup. He gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us. As we proclaim the mystery of faith, Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and juice. May they be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now with the confidence of the children of God, let us pray. Our Father art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen the body of Christ given for you. The blood of Christ 
given for you. We take communion by intinction here. So what that means is, is I think Tom will break off a piece of bread because Tom is helping me today and place it in your hands. So come forward with your hands cupped to receive. Um, and Dawn will have the juice and you will take the bread that you have received and dip it into the juice and that is how we take it by intinction. Some of us are a little more aware of, of um, the possibility that we may be sick or somebody else near us may be or we may be vulnerable. If you need an individual communion cup, could you please raise your hand so the usher could bring one to you? We have both gluten-free and regular available. Okay, you need to come forward. There is one up front. Have you right in front here? Let me see that here. Let me get you some hand sanitizer too. Look, you did it? Cool. I need just a little bit more room back here. Okay, so when you come up, I ask that you take the bread and juice and then come forward to remember your baptism. There's just a little bit of a room and so, and then circle back around your pews so that you may go back to your seats. All right, our table's ready. You are God's beloved child.
So as we came forward for communion, we heard the music too. I went down to the river to pray, and many of us know this song. I invite you to rise to your feet, and we will sing it together. May the God of love, turn my mic around. May the God of love strengthen you to serve creation with joy. May God bless you with deep peace, named as God's beloved. Go forth, building new communities of blessings for others. Let's just hear this last song and then we will go in peace.
in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.